0: Everything
1: Caravan and Camping.
2: Let's go. They've got everything. Right, great to have you with us with our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast, sponsored by ECC Parks. My name's Scotty Hillier from Channel 7. Now, every week, we are going to take you to an ECC Park destination around this great country of ours. We're going to get you there safe with our weight and towing masterclasses. We've got tech tips. We're going to chat with influencers as well as you, the listeners, we want to hear your questions, where you've been, what you're up to, something you want to know, something I haven't said, all of that. We're going to have a laugh with Caravan Park Confessions. It's an absolute cracker. And every week we're going to chat to the greatest chef ever given an open fire at a set of tongs, none other than Harry Fisher from Fire to Fork. I'm pretty excited. Let's go. Come on. ECC, it's a 24-7 marketplace for all things caravanning, camping, and 4x4. Now, with more than 10,000 products available from hundreds of popular brands, you'll find everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. Don't forget, subscribe to the newsletter and save a further 10% off the best brands, products, and prices. They're only a click away. Come
3: on. Let's
0: go. Everything
2: caravanning and camping. OK, that's time of the podcast. Hope you are enjoying this, everything Caravan and Camping. We are booming right across Australia. And they reckon there's a couple internationally listening to us as well, which makes those hairs on the back of Gary Gardner's neck stand up from Total Towing Setups. As I said, weight and towing masterclasses. You need to get this advice. You need to be able to hop in your vehicle with the van or you're driving your motorhome or towing your camper trailer and know that you are, you have peace of mind. You're going to get to your destination safely. You're going to get home safely. And we have got the expert team to make sure that you've you armed yourself with all the knowledge. How are you guys?
3: Yeah, good. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me back.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, it was tough. We had to go to a board meeting, but you were, like, you were voted in three to two. So we've got you back. But no, nah, mate, as we've talked about it in previous podcasts, there's a lot of people out there that think and say that they know what they're talking about. There's only a, a, a true. Small group of experts out there, Gaz, isn't there?
3: Yeah, look, there's, there's guys like myself that have been around the industry for well over 20 years. We, we've been exposed to all the good things as well as all the bad things that go wrong. Yeah. And we've got the knowledge there to to share or help you understand how to prevent those things from you being one of those unfortunate people to have a, a, yeah. an incident on the road.
2: And that's what this podcast is all about. We're, we're talking destinations. We're talking about getting to all these beautiful places around the country of ours, but we want to get you there safe. So, mate, talk to us about Trailer Heights.
3: Interesting. Yeah, it's something we overlook them sometimes and just take it for granted that once the car and the caravan are hooked up, that everything's going to be all okay. And to a degree, that can be correct. You know, if it's the right car, right caravan, you've got all the right towing products you know, all fitted to the car to make, you know, the drive and the stability as, as, you know, as in control as possible. But something we overlook is the importance of having your caravan as close to level as possible. Particularly if it's a dual axle caravan, that makes a really big difference to the sharing of that load across the front axle and the rear axle of your caravan. If it's not as as close to level as possible.
2: So that's something I would never think of, Gary. Do you find in your talks and when you're chatting to folk, it's something that people overlook?
3: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we've we've done a lot of research over the last few years and. Just to give you an idea, we've noticed that you know on our little particular caravan weighs about 2,100 kilos. Yeah. We changed the tow ball height by about 50 millimeters, so we made the front of the van 50 millimeters lower than the than the back of the van, and we made well over 120 kilos of change to the axles. So we wow. we increased the front axle weight and we decreased the front the, the rear axle just by. A simple change of not having a van as close to level as possible, it was a huge change in the axle weights, in the variation between the two axles anyway.
2: And I guess that also then varies the performance, how it tows on the road. So
3: this one's massive. It is, yeah. You are right. It it does change the behaviour of the van, whether it's nose high or nose low. Yeah. It does also affect things like the tyres. So if one axle is carrying more weight than the other, and they've got equal sort of tyre pressures, potentially there's an issue with those front tyres then getting too hot, and therefore the, the pressures too high, and then causing other issues with the with the long term uh, survival of those tyres as well.
2: Every destination you stop at, you're there for a few days. Run through a little safety check. You should just go for a quick walk around the van, have a look under little things like that, Gaz.
3: Yeah, look, it might take you two minutes to start at the front corner of the car, walk in the side, make sure things like your mirrors are still bolted on correctly walk down to where between, between the car and the caravan where they're hooked up, just have a quick visual check of your safety chain, or your D-shackles, your coupling. You, you might not be an expert, but most of us can pick if something looks out of place. Yep. Walking around the back of the van, making sure the spare wheels or jerry cans, all that sort of stuff has all been, you know, it's still all attached, nice and stripped, not going to fall off while you're heading down the highway. Yep. Then same thing, walking back up the other side of the van and checking everything's all still in place where it was before you left on your trip. Ah,
2: fantastic, mate. All good to have you on the show. So, guys, how can people get in contact with you.
3: Yeah, good old Facebook, mate. I'm on there under au is my website as well.
2: Nah, lovely, mate. Good on you. Thanks for being with us. And if you want to shoot me a question and we can ask the team from Weight Towing Masterclasses during podcast in the future, it's it's pretty simple. Podcast at au. Good on you, Gaz. We'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, Scott. Cheers, mate. Okay, that time of the podcast where we catch up with the great man, young Charlie,
1: who's in studio. How are you, yeah, mate? mate? Nice to be here again. Yeah, it's good, good to see you. Yeah, mate. Great to have you in here. Let's talk tech tips. What do you? What do we sell? And what have you got? So this week we've got the one thing that I recommend on every four drive out there, and that is driving lights. Okay. Tell me more. Not the normal lights that we've just got on when you're driving. No. Obviously, for me personally, I like to actually go when I go out and when I'm going to my destination. Yep. I hate the traffic, as I'm sure everyone yeah. does. Yep. And for that reason, I drive at night. Yeah. And that generally means I'll be rocking up. either I'll leave really early in the morning, especially yep. when you go into those fishing spots, yeah, and yep. that's when you need your driving lights. Yeah, gotcha. So obviously, when you go into these remote areas, which everyone loves to see, and they're the best parts of Australia they're not lit roads so when you're out there those long straights out in the remote places in australia having your driving lights and being able to see more so they're like big spotties are they that's exactly what they are yeah light bars we've got the full kit on ecc light force and light fox yeah and they're hids leds and hybrid lights now as well yeah good so you get the full plethora yeah that big word that's
2: geez don't ask me to (coughs) spell that charlie plethora
1: that's it mate of now we get LED flood, so we can see yeah. everything around us, and we get the HID distance, so we can see right down the road. And I
2: guess the distance one, for those listening that are in the RV caravanning world, travelling early morning, late afternoon, there's generally some hoppies yep. getting around. So having that distance range to see, you can see them generally way way off because yeah. we do recommend people if you're driving those sort of times be very careful of the kangaroos and
1: it's not just and i've even experienced this as well you're like if anyone's driven down a hume highway here in australia yeah. the little yeah your little yeah. critters that have yeah. attempted to cross the road yeah. middle of the night and yeah. it's not just out in the country roads they're also Everywhere. on those main highways so haven't been able to see those yeah. distances and also see what's on the edges of the road yeah. a bit further down so you can actually prepare for that yeah. and obviously you can avoid that little mishap Good on you, mate. Listen, you—you you are my technical man, Charlie. That's it, mate. Cheers, mate. We will we'll chat next week. Yep. See you then. Come
0: on. Let's go. Everything
1: caravan and camping. Let's go.
2: It's that time of the podcast, whether you either put your fingers in your ears or you don't want to listen, because we've got the man that sees it all. He doesn't take part in it all, but he
4: sees it all. Jason Filippini, are you, mate? Oh, I'm great, Scotty. It's great to be here, and I can guarantee you we got some fingers in the ears. There. Oh,
2: geez, I tell you what. Now, for people that, I mean, you're on every podcast, but you manage the five ECC parks here on the Sunshine Coast. I do, indeed. But you've got a relationship with, I mean, across Australia, across Queensland, we've got parks everywhere, so you're talking to a lot of managers, a lot of owners, and you, you've got your finger on the pulse
4: yeah look we've got parks all around Australia and New Zealand and we communicate regularly it's more than just a brand it's actually a network of people who are like minded and so we do we, we have great time we have great laughs and we share lots of stories Alright,
2: oh, and that's what this little piece of the podcast is about we've got it every week what do you got this
4: week? Oh, look, Scotty, <laughs> this week, it's probably not a finger-in-the-ear one to start with. That's good. That's it's, good. It's, it's, it's one, it's actually from a manager, and he's he was at this park, and you, you've got to picture it. This guy is built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he is huge. Big boy. Six big foot, big boy. Nine, seven foot. He is an amazing great, yeah. man, great operator. Anyway, there's this day, and he told me the story just the other day. He says, you know, I found this snake. And it was a massive carpet snake. Yep. Massive. Everyone was squealing. He goes, I hate snakes. Hate them. So he goes, look, I've got to do something about this. So he went and got a sack and he put the snake in a sack somehow. (laughs) And he's shaking. His kids are laughing at him because he's scared as he's a football player. Yeah. And he's pulled hammies and all this sort of stuff. (laughs) And bashed and tackled the biggest men known, you know. Absolutely. And so anyway, so he's got this snake in a bag now and he's going down to let it out. Away from everyone, doing the right thing. Yeah. And as he's walking along, he's starting to get a bit of a trot up, and all of a sudden, the snake pops its head out of the bag. No. He's got his hand out, no. he's running, and he's squealing. His kids are laughing, and he just did this big swing no. and threw. He was ba- that scared. Through the bag as well. Through the bag. <laughs> It landed in the creek, the snake went off, but he said, you know, his kids, they did they they dine on it today. They still oh. love the story. I can just see this man mountain running down the road yes. and a snake's at his hand going, oh, and he's squealing like a baby. Oh, my gosh. We want No names. No names. No names. I'll call in the Man Mountain oh. Caravan Park Manager.
2: Oh, that is funny. I'll tell you what, we do look forward to this every week. Jason, thank you, mate. We'll, oh, you're going to remind me if I get a big snake because I'm a big man, but I'll make sure the top of the bag's actually
4: closed properly. Yeah, good idea.
2: <laughs> good on you, mate.
3: Come on.
2: Okay, that time of the show where we look to the emails. And as I say, we always encourage you to flick us an email and send us a message, ask us a question, tell us if you're travelling and you'd love me to give you a call. And tell us about your trip. Oh, sounds like a car just went past, but the email come in under Pete and Tracy, and we've got Pete on the line. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm going well. I'm in a cosy little studio, but
0: I can, it sounds like you're out and about. Tell us a little bit about... Well, I'm actually on the road, mate. Yeah, I'm heading down south. I'm heading, we're heading towards the snow. Yeah. Oh, the snow. Um, I'm just, yeah, Yeah, heading to the snow. Yeah, we're just a bit of a late start this year, but I've right. got a bit more time off than the wife. So lovely, lovely. I thought i will travel down catch up with a couple of friends on the way through and pick the lovely wife up in Albury oh, at the lovely. airport. Lovely.
2: Lovely, Pete. So tell
0: us what you're towing and, and what you're towing it with. Uh, I've got a, an Aussie Mate, which is a raw Flare brand, Aussie yep. Mate 18, It's designed specifically for couples. Yep. It's got a massive big bathroom in them and it's got, the, I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but it's got a drop-down bed. Oh, a drop-down so bed. We end up, yeah, we end up with a massive big club lounge in ours Oh, wow. So you can sit five or six people around it, and then the bed just goes back up in the roof in the morning. Hey, Pete, have you ever accidentally pushed the button while the wife's still in the, <laughs> in the, in the nah, bed? No, nah, no, they're not designed for that. <laughs> a bit like a garage door, they've got a
2: failsafe. Oh, they know, they know. Jeez, that's something I'd play a couple yeah. of tricks on for sure. Where have you started from? Where's
0: home for you? Brisbane, back in Brisbane. Wow, from Brizzy to where? I'm heading from Brisbane to Albury, and then we're going from there to Bright Caravan Park. Oh, so nice. We'll spend a couple of weeks there. Lovely. lovely. Lovely, And then I'll put the lovely wife on the plane again. Yep. And then I'll do the hard yards home. Lovely. And go back and she's got a real job. And how's the how's the trip been, Peter? Everything going smoothly, towing the van? Yeah, so far so good. You know, other than all the roadworks on these back streets yeah. and back roads. But yep. I've just come up into a place called Young at the moment, New South Wales. Yeah, yep. No, I've heard of it. But yeah, just a bit of a fuel stop, a bit of a rest stop. Lovely. And, Pete, I guess a lot of the listeners
2: here are hungry for information because it's all about getting yep. on the road with peace of mind. You sound like you've done it looking at your email and what you've written in. It sounds like you've done plenty of travelling. When you're yep. towing
0: the van or anything, have you got a couple of tips or something you've learnt along the way? Look, I've just got a Ranger that I tow with. Yeah. my main tow vehicle. Look, one of the tips I could say is always take a jerry of diesel or fuel. Yep. Just in case you don't quite make that servo, yeah. Especially if you're travelling on the back roads. Good point. Because I guess, the,
2: as you say, the, the servos are few and far between. And if you're towing a van, the, the old petrol gauge can go,
0: can get away quite quick. It, it
5: can.
0: And look, some of the, and look, another tip is always take cash with you. Yeah. Some of these servos, there that force might work. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Fair comment. Makes another play for fuel. Yeah. No, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. And mate, apart from this trip, where's some other destination you've been that you've loved?
0: Oh, mate, look, I like our west, and I'm a Cape man. I've I've been up the Cape like six times now. I love going up there, whether it be in a caravan or just a car, but nothing like the luxuries of a caravan where you can just pull up, go down a dirt track, and then you're there until you run out of water. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Sounds like you have been around. Have you got anything on the
2: bucket list? Where does Pete and Trace... What's next on the agenda for you? Where would you love to go?
0: Western Australia. We haven't touched into Western Australia yet, so that'll be our take the long service and do nine months just in Western Australia. That'll be us. Nine months? Nine months, yeah. That's my plan. Oh, have you got a bit of
2: an itinerary? Do you know a couple of spots you've been told that you think you'll definitely oh, be visiting?
0: Mate, obviously Exmouth. Exmouth's a big one. you're Fishing up there. Yep. And the wife doesn't mind a drop of the grape juice, so we'll go down to Margaret <laughs> River away. Lovely. Oh, lovely. I read in your email here, it sounds like the wife, when it comes to a bit of fishing she sometimes outdoes the great pete (laughs) she does actually that's actually on our trip this time we're stopping into the trout and salmon farm down there and i think it's called harrietville yeah nice there's a place down there yeah you can fish for whatever you like and then you buy by the kilo hey pete i really appreciate you emailing
2: in it's great to catch up with you safe travels and enjoy the snow no worries scotty thanks very much thanks pete Okay, time of the podcast where I absolutely love, and I know all the listeners absolutely love, catching up with Harry Fisher from Fire to Fork. How are you, brother? Going very well, Scott. How are you, mate? Yeah, look, I'm chipping away. I got to do a bit of fishing over the last few days, and uh, so I'm happy with that. Any man that can go out and catch a few fish? Did you do any catching? I did actually. <laughs> we were very lucky. That. Got a couple of mackerel at the front on the sunny coast here. And I can't lie. I've referred to it a few times. I did the old buttermilk and cornflour. One of the early recipes you told me in our podcast. Oh, good man. Yeah. Soak it in the. Look. Let me tell you how you told me. See, I've got the buttermilk a bit acidic. It hasn't got butter in it. But starts to slowly cook the fish to a degree. Put it in the cornflour. Crispy fish with some chips. Away you go. Perfect, mate. Yeah, Love it. Look at Love me, it. I'll be doing a chef.
5: Yet. I'm that. out
2: of the job. Yeah, I don't think so. You are. You <laughs> are. Safe. Hey, but mate, we're talking uh, a lot of the people listening, obviously on the road. As it, it's all about caravan and camping, and on the road, and I know you promote this a bit of your local produce. Save it and buy in the towns you're travelling to to help support them. I guess what's a few things that you don't need to travel with that you could be buying daily or every second or third day to help out the communities we go to.
5: I'm a huge proponent of that, mate, really yeah. big proponent. Look, I, I, I go by the empty empty, empty uh, mentality, which is you should be leaving with an empty fridge or an empty empty. empty. Yes. So anything fresh, you should be able to buy. If you're on the road and you're traveling a lot, go to, your lo- go to the local butcher. Look, if you need something that's a bit fancy and you need to get from a specialized shop, sure, get that. in the city. But if you're just trying to get some cabbage and some steaks and some chicken wings and whatever, or or some fish if you're a useless fisher like me. (laughs) I I love to support the local butcher, the local fishmonger, and the local grocer. Uh, I just think it's a a hugely important thing. It also means that you can carry less. Because if if you just go to the shops every couple of days, not trying to pack for your three-week trip and have nothing in there, I think it's much better. Also, it means you don't need a freezer, all that kind of stuff. It, it makes it a lot easier if you just keep buying fresh things from local local towns.
2: No, I love it, love it, love it. And what are you cooking up for us today, Harry? I just sit here. I'm actually starting to listen to you wearing a bib now because I found out I'm dribb- <laughs> I found out I'm
5: dribbling. So what are we cooking today, brother? <laughs> all right, mate. I reckon we should do some pulled pork. Yes, so, yes. This is another ripper. That. Funnily enough, this is the reason I started to find a fork because I couldn't find anyone giving recipes on how to do slow-cooked, pull-apart things in camp ovens. And I cracked it and decided to just do it myself. Yeah. So I worked it out myself. So what you do with this one is just a simple camp oven, and this is a great one with five minutes of prep and three hours of sitting around doing whatever you want, having a fish or you know, chatting and listening to music. But it also means that you can tell your friends you've cooked for three hours and they have to wash up now. Yeah, so love it, love it, love it. Always useful. So about two and a half kilos of, of a pork loin, you take the skin off because the skin won't break down properly. Yep. Now you get some four cloves of garlic, just dice them up. They can be rough. Or two brown onions, sorry, dice them up, chuck them in. 500 bills of stock, uh, whatever stock you've got, probably not fish stock, vegetable or beef or whatever, I like to chuck a bit of chili powder in there and about half a cup of barbecue sauce a little bit of a little bit of salt a couple of teaspoons of salt bit of a bit of pepper and then you just fill the rest up with water not so not to the top of the pot but to the top of the meat chuck it tuck it on the flame you don't need any top heat with this one you can just just keep the bottom heat on it leave it for two three hours and you just check it every half an hour to make sure that it's on the right trajectory in terms of liquid. Because you, what you don't want is for it to dry out at any point. If you do find it's drying out, just add a little bit more water. But you want to use it like a like a clock. So if three hours is the top, if you get an hour and a half in, it's halfway down the meat, your, your moisture's going well. Because at the end, you want hardly any liquid in there. And then grab a couple of forks, pull it all apart after two, three hours, chuck it in a, a sandwich, you know, make some nachos mm-hmm. out of it. Just have it on its own. And it's a great leftover to put on biscuits or crack it. You use it it like a dick.
2: Oh, I tell you what, my ears prick when you said a nacho, a pulled pork nacho you've done for three hours. Oh, yeah. Sour cream, guacamole. Oh, stop it. and maybe even Maybe even a cold beverage to wash it down. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
5: And if you are going to do the nacho one, all you do is take that exact recipe and add a bit of orange juice. It oh. makes it taste a lot more like Mexican nacho. Get out. So well, a, put, put orange juice in it. Yeah, put a bit yeah. of orange juice in, oh. in your in your mixture, and it's really, really bloody good.
2: That, oh my gosh, that is that's.
5: Another,
2: I'm running out of room to write all these tips you've given us over the <laughs> many many weeks, mate. That is that is fantastic, Harry. And as I say, it's always great to catch up. And where can people catch up with you if they want to online?
5: Oh look, all the socials, mate—Instagram, Facebook, etc. Yeah. I'm on YouTube, and yeah, look, I, and I've got a website with with heaps of information and recipes and and gear guides and whatnot. So yeah. jump on there, and, and if you hey, if you want to buy a book? You can buy a book there as well. Oh, Matt, if you don't, Harry Fisher, it's always a pleasure. Catch
2: you next week, brother. Great to chat, mate. See you later. Let's go. Now, don't forget to head over to the Everything Caravan and Camping podcast page, everythingcaravancamping.com.au. dot Sign up to the newsletter for your chance to win a $50 voucher to spend on the ECC Marketplace. And don't forget to catch up on all of our ECC episodes. You go to where you get your podcasts, or you can head over to everythingcaravanandcamping.com.au. Let's go! Okay, that time of the podcast, we feature in park, whether it be here in Australia or New Zealand. Jason Filippini joins me again. How are you, buddy? I'm wonderful today,
4: (laughs) Scotty. How are you?
2: Yeah, good. I've been busy. I've had a week fishing up on Fraser Island. Tough, I've got a tough
4: gig, haven't oh, I? Oh, it's a hard life, and they tell me you work. I've <laughs> got oh, question that. Who's your boss? Yeah.
2: yeah. Shh, don't tell too many people. But, yeah, so we had the film crew, Creek to Coast up there, and we got into some whiting and some dart, and had a good little trip up there, catching yeah, fish. Yeah, I
4: remember years ago, my dad used to go out fishing up there in August, yeah. and would come back with hundreds and hundreds of dart. A
2: lot of it this is about caravaning camper trailers, but I remember going up as a kid, and you'd only ever see the tents. But now, people are towing caravans, all the hybrids and and the camper trailers, hand over fist.
4: Absolutely. And you know what? The product that's built in Australia today, it's actually built to do those things. It is an amazing product. It'll go anywhere.
2: Yeah, 100%. But mate, we're here to talk parks. Where are you taking me this week?
4: You know, we've been to the NT, we've been to New Zealand. I thought we should go to South Australia.
2: Good part of the world.
4: Great part of the world. Got family over there, yes. Yeah. But you know what? Let's go a little bit outside of the norm. Okay. Let's go to the Flinders Ranges. Wow. Let's go to Spear Creek. Oh. Spear Creek. Is
2: there a name behind that or no? No, it's
4: it's Spear Creek Holiday Park. Yeah, wow. Great place. Yeah. I know the guys very well, been out there a couple of times. Yeah. It's actually a working sheep station. Oh, wow. It is a 21,000 acre sheep station. Oh, wow. For us who live in suburbia, and we've got an eight hundred perch block. Yeah. Think of how many blocks that is. That's, it is amazing. Is,
2: and it's a it's a current, it's a working sheep station. Absolutely. How cool would that be to see and stay?
4: Yeah, and, you can go in there and you can see the, the park portion of the station yeah, yeah. is just in the middle. Yeah. And so off to one side, you've got the shearers' quarters, you've got the homestead where the owners and all the workers stay as well. Yeah. And But then you've got this beautiful holiday park right in the middle. And you can just sit around and do your thing or... Yeah. You can go and get involved.
2: So how cool is that? You can go and get involved,
4: and there is so much land out there, and it's just a beautiful place to, and dare I say it, disconnect don't disconnect yeah.
2: now yeah do it when you're there <laughs> yeah gotcha so you can go and shear sheep you can go and help them round them up and do all the muster whatever whatever they do you can be a part of it
4: absolutely it is just a fantastic space and being at the base of the flinders ranges there it's, it's an iconic part of australia yeah it is so good and tell us a bit about the park itself well the park itself it's got powered and unpowered sites yep it is pet friendly. Yeah, another which is one. another great option. Yeah, yeah, It is pet friendly. They, they allow campfires at most of their sites, yeah. which is another really good thing. Yeah, they've got a couple of two-bedroom bungalows. They've got studios, and they also allow people to use the Shearer's Quarters. Oh, okay. So again, it's experience-based. Yeah. Where yeah. you get on the phone to your rallies in Cairns or Brizzy or Perth, yeah. and you say, "Guess where I am?"
2: Yeah, in the Shearer's Quarters.
4: I'm staying in the Shearer's <laughs> Quarters. <laughs>
2: I'm guessing if it's middle of shear and you got to share it with the shearers, no,
4: no, they, <laughs> uh, no. There, there is parts where which is actually where they do the shearers do live, but the rest of it is
2: the old um, folklore. The shearers they always are good for a yarn, good for a joke. I'm oh, sure if you're mingling your yeah, hands on, you get to see them in action, have a chat with them, and see what they're up to and what they're doing. Absolutely, and, know, and I
4: think that is when I was out there, every single person on the station. Was up for a yarn. I won't say a chat.
2: No. It's a Uh, yarn. When
4: you're down there, it's a yarn. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so no, it's a great place to stay. It's a disconnect place. And the boys out there, they do such a great job. Yeah. And it's highly recommended, especially for that different experience.
2: So I'm I'm assuming, Jase, being away on a big farm, there's not a bit more self-sufficient?
4: Look, they've got their basics, yeah. and, and so you, you will bring all your stuff to the farm because yeah. you, yeah. if you think of a 21,000 acre yeah. property, yeah. There's not a we lot don't of have coffee. a coffee club <laughs> across the road. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing you. <laughs> yeah. But they do a great job out there, and they are equipped. They have done festivals out there, so yeah. it is a popular location. Yeah. So make sure that you actually get on the phone and check yeah. it in advance. It'd
2: be great for the kids, I imagine, taking the yeah. farm yeah. out and watching the sheep do their thing and how it all works and the See fun. how it goes. They yeah. get
4: on the trail bikes. They get yeah. on the horses, they, yeah. and they just do a great job.
2: Yeah, fantastic, mate. Hey, don't forget also, as I remind you every week, jump onto our website, everythingcaravancamping.com.au to become a member. Ridiculous. $30. You can become a uh, ECC Park, Family Park Travel Rewards member. It's as I said, 30 bucks, And the big deal is you get the two nights, you get a third one free, an entry card to the Frequent Camper Competition. you just got to do it. It's a no-brainer.
4: It is yeah. a no-brainer. And you know what? It lasts for two years.
2: And, and you guys, as we say, there's 65 parks throughout Australia and
4: New Zealand that you can use this with. Absolutely. Yeah. And guess what? Christmas is coming. Yeah, exactly. You know, give the parents, give mum, give dad, give someone a gift. Yeah, yeah. 30 bucks. Perfect.
2: And the website, mate, where we can find out more about the other parks, and
4: including Spear Creek? Eccparks.com.au. Follow the you. links. You'll end up on the ECC Park page and the Family Park page. And go in and see, have a look at Spear Creek. Yeah. And go and have a look at the other parks. Yeah, lovely. There are so many options.
2: Good on you, Jay's Chat to you next week, my friend.
4: Thanks, Scotty. <laughs>
2: And just a reminder that there are 65 parks throughout Australia and New Zealand. Now, if you head to everythingcaravincamping.com.au today... You can purchase an ECC Parks slash Family Parks Travel Rewards Membership for a ridiculous low thirty bucks. So that is cheap. That's your membership there, and it's going to give you ten percent off your stay at all ECC Parks Family Park destinations right throughout Australia and also New Zealand. So it's definitely worth getting discounts and deals while you travel with their rewards. You get a third night free voucher and an entry card to their frequent camper competition. So seriously, jump onto the website and get yourself that thirty dollar membership. It is worth every cent. Well, there's another podcast done and dusted for this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. As per usual, I have an absolute blast chatting with everybody. But, hey, we want to hear from you, the listener. So we want to know if we haven't covered something off, you've got a question in regards to safety, in regards to cooking, in regards to anything. You can even say, Scotty, you said that wrong. Whatever. We want to hear from you. Send us an email, podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Be safe out on the roads. See you next time.
5: Come on.
0: Let's go. They've got everything. Everything caravan and camping.
5: Let's go. They've
0: got everything.